and welcome to the Capacity Creator Podcast. I'm Melanie Sadka. In each episode, you'll hear about the many successes, struggles, and advice on how to respect your capacity. You can subscribe at Melanie Sadka, like vodka with an S.com, or come see me on Instagram. Or you can visit my Facebook page called Capacity Creator. Welcome to the Capacity Creator Podcast. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> I'm so excited to be a guest. Wow. I'm so honored. Like, my cheeks are hurting. Oh, me too. I love um, our time together because we don't spend a lot of time together, but when we do, it's deep, it's meaningful, it's full of laughter, and sometimes there's tension, but we work through it. We were just dancing. I don't know if everybody <laughs> caught that. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. There we go again. Yeah. It's all about movement. Well, let me introduce the fabulous you. Shall I? I well, let me hear what you have to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ikechi Noafar Robinson is an experienced information technology professional with more than 20 years in the IT space. She has held a variety of progressively senior roles within various organizations, including director data center operations at Rogers Communications, delivery project executive at IBM, and most recently associate vice president segment technology executive at TD Bank Group. But that's not all. Yeah. Uh, She is an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and devoted to uplifting people and helping them live more fulfilling and purpose-driven lives. And this is true. I have seen this live. I have been part of this. Like She is a mover and a shaker. Um, She's also an advocate for helping others. And in 2014, she founded Empowered in My Skin, an exceptional, exceptional organization that provides people with tangible actions and helping them maximize their true potential and becoming leaders in every aspect of their lives. And yes, and she joined forces with the queen R&B powerhouse, Julie Black. Yeah. And yes, and is hosting high flying and life giving motivational events. So we have one coming up. Yes, we do. November 16th to the 18th. Yes. And I love what you've done with this because um, you've extended it to the weekend, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. So tell Mm -hmm. me and the listeners a little bit more about this event called Empowered in My Skin. Sure. So um, the Coles notes on how it got started is really around, um, it was a period of time through my self-awareness journey where I had just made a commitment to myself to get to actually know who I am and, and understand all that I had gone through and, and who I am on today, you know, and all of the amazing opportunities I have going forward. And as I was getting through this journey, and it's so funny, it's a word levitating. I started to feel I started to feel like I was levitating, like feeling really great about life. And I remember saying to my um, husband that I just wanted 
a lot of people to feel better about that as well. And, and, you know, born the brand empowered in my skin. And I had the first event, I prayed to God that one person would come. Um, my husband catered for me because it was all out of pocket, 38 women showed up, and it was a life giving moment. And I've never looked back. Um, and really, it started off with the premise that I just want to create a stage and a platform where women who had impacted my life uh, could come and, you know, pour and share into others with the hopes that they also would um, learn something from them and be able to, you know, gain some powerful tools to be able to navigate life more seamlessly, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And so that's I, where I was born from. Yeah. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of us and some of my listeners who have witnessed this and mm. uh, it continues to grow um, with such magnitude and strength and um, just it, it, it gives, it gives so much to the participants. Like people walk away and we've heard them say like, this is something that they have never experienced before. Mm. And, and cause we don't know, it's not yeah. curated to the, to the, the, the minute it's mm -hmm. we let it, we let some uh, latitude go as well yes, to the we participants bring yeah. there's a lot of in the moment in the spirit um experiences that happen over the course of the conference that, that's mm -hmm. what makes it special for sure mm -hmm. well i have a question for you because you answered a question about capacity that i i loved your answer and i want to go a little deeper into that mm -hmm. and so when i asked you about about your capacity um, you said something about repetitive and intentional action that mm -hmm. generates and sustains and helps manage your energy. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what those actions are and what is it that you subscribe to? Yeah, for sure. So the reason I say repetition is I truly believe that that's, it's in the habit. The results are always in the routine. And you feel great once, uh, whatever it is that took you to get to that feeling, um, then repeat it and just continue to repeat it. And I truly believe that over time, it just becomes your norm. So from a repetition perspective, I would say it's, you know, what are the things on a daily basis that you can, um, you know, open your eyes up to and, and know that it feels good when you're doing it and continuously practice doing it, like radically practice doing it, even doing it through the most challenging moments so that it just becomes the way you respond to the world, right? Really great, great habits become and, and help inform how you respond through whatever life throws at you. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's because there's a lot of people out there that go, you know, 80% of the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've talked about this a little bit in the past too, is, is, you know, earning the right to fail. But if you only go 80% of the way, or if you're not practicing, practicing repetition, or if you're not, if you're not going the full way, you, you, you don't have the right to fail at that point. Right. Exactly. And so, and I think from, from your bodybuilding, your bodybuilding days and your fitness days, I think this probably gives this much more meaning as well right. in terms of bringing right. that repetition. Right, for sure. I mean, I think um, the skill that or, or the experience that I've gone from bodybuilding has demonstrated that as I prepare for a competition, it's not that I wake up today and tomorrow I'm competition ready. It's a journey. And the journey usually is anywhere for me from, you know, could be anywhere from 12 weeks for a really strong athlete to 22 weeks for, you know, depending on where you're starting from. And, and in that journey, the, 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 the results are going to show and shine on that day 
based on the work that you put in consistently every single day. I always say the road to greatness has no days off. Right. It actually has no days off. And I, and I always, and that 80% is so important because what happens is that 20% will feel heavier than the 80% of glory. Right. And I have um, a mindset that I often present, um, present to my team or to people. In fact, I'm getting ready to do a, um, a webinar on it. And I call it the next, it's like a next mentality, a forward thinking mentality. And, and for me, it's always about if it's not now, how do I know it's not next? Oh. And if I believe and have faith that it's next, <clears throat> then I'm not going to stop now. Wow. Right? So say that again. If it's not now, what's next? Am I it, saying that if right? If it's not now, Yes. It is going to be next. It is going to be next. Right. And if I stop now, yes. I won't actually know that it was actually next, like either the next day, the next moment, the next, you know, the next week, the next month, whatever it is, you have to believe that in the now, so far as you are staying committed to, you know, I almost say what your personal religion is, like your personal belief system is, if you stay committed to that and you hold on to that, then in the now be present and just make sure that you're practicing those actions. And I guarantee you, whatever it is that you want will be next. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because I think there's something about manifestation. And there are people who believe in manifestation and there are people who don't. They think mm. it's just a bunch of, of BS. But <laughs> <laughs> it's Meanwhile, true. they're living a manifestation. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, right? <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. But okay, so let's go to that because when we manifest something, right? When we manifest the things that we want, right? When we are ready for the next mm-hmm stuff happens. You know, we've chatted about this, like, you know, you've been blessed with so many opportunities. You've been asking the universe, you've been preparing for these opportunities. And I just want to anchor that back to when these opportunities present themselves, Mm -hmm. how do you manage capacity? Like, what do you say yes to? And what do you say no? What's your system? So I would say that along my journey, and I think the spirit of staying positive generates Gener- will 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 bring to light that which is not. Mm. Okay? So that's key. So I think when the when the not so positive shows up, you have to expose it to the light, and you have to ask yourself: Is it there to serve me? And if it is, it there? Does it require healing? If it doesn't need healing, let it go. Because I, in my opinion, I think to have capacity in my life, I have to continue to be moving in a positive, healthy environment space, you know? And, um, I think that that's key. Number one, if you're inundated with, with things that are not serving you, um, then it's going to feel weighty. So to, to answer more, the questions you just asked, a lot of what I am inundated with are really amazingly positive. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I still recognize that I can't say yes to everything. Right. So I think at that point, no matter how great it feels, I also think that what I'm learning now is sometimes somewhere in your journey, you have, you have someone else that you've met who can probably use that opportunity. And you have to be confident enough to say, I'm going to hand that off to another safe person to take and to fly, to fly it forward. Um, and, that, and you'll still get joy and, and, and it's a manifestation of sorts. Um, because you're able to give to somebody else, right? I think it's in the spirit of giving. So I think um, to answer your question, when a lot of great things show up, 
you still need to weigh it and say, you know, what, what, what truly are the ones that I should be saying yes to? And then what are the things, what are the great things that I can actually give away? Right. So I've learned very, very well, and I'm still learning to, to like the negative really exposes itself. And probably because I live in such a, um, uh, a mindset of positivity that when it, when it's, when it doesn't like, it's, it's evident that it's not positive and it's not there to serve me. And I have to make a decision, heal it or let it go. Wow. I, that's some of the best advice is heal it or let it go. Um, and if we could stop at that crossroad and make a decision and just follow that path to the next like you, this is the next. I love it. Like you need a podcast. You know this, right? It's called the next or something. <laughs> I'm on your podcast. That's I good know. for right now. I don't awesome. have the capacity yet. <laughs> is it something you're manifesting? <laughs> that would be a great one. Heal it yeah. or let it go. I love it. Next it's- caller. <laughs> you got it. I'll be on it. I'll be on that podcast. <laughs> Um, I want to switch gears a little bit too, because, um, you know, you have been a ray of sunshine in the corporate setting. Um, And I've heard this from colleagues of yours, um, the way that you speak about leading from a different space that is not quite the norm yet in corporate, but you're making waves in that space. And I'd love for you to share the mindset uh, in terms of, of, the way you show up to work in a corporate setting, because there's so many people right now who work in that and mm-hmm. being someone, an ex-corporate person, um, a lot of people are burnt out. Many, many, too many people are burnt out in that setting. So what is it that you've done to shift that and to show up in your executive role with a different state of mind? Not a problem. And one word that I'm going to start with, it, the, the word is love. Yeah. How I show up, okay? It's yes. love. And so I like, I have to tell the viewers, like we did not even rehearse this podcast, but I have to share this story very quickly. Okay. I don't know who, whether it's you, Mel, or whoever's watching, probably we all tuned, tuned into the Royal Wedding. Okay. Ah, okay. We watched Bishop Michael Curry take the whole world to church. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like I even watched back and I saw like some of the British people like, But it was beautiful. His sermon was a sermon of love. And he started it, he opened it up with a quote from um, Martin Luther King Jr. that talks about the redemptive power of love. And then through it, he talked about, imagine when love is the way. You know, when love is the way, imagine our schools, imagine our workplaces, imagine our governments, imagine, he says, when love is the way, the earth would be a sanctuary. I mean, that was a mic drop moment. And I remember I was with Julie, we listened to it one time, I cried, listened to it a second time, I bawled the third time. I was like, oh my God, I woke up and I felt like I needed to be his love minion. And so I went online, I found the, the transcript of his speech and I put it on my phone. I kid you not, it is a note on my phone. And I promised myself from that day forward, that was going to be my radical message that I share everywhere I go. Because I, it was sort of, you know, when you hear something, you're like, man, that's actually what I've been sharing, but I've never really shared it with that level of clarity. Right. And so I said, yes, I said, I'm going to bring love and not the romantic type of love. No. But the love that means that there's no hate. Ah. In my opinion, anything that's around judgment, discouragement, 
um, you know, um, indecision, jealousy, all of that stuff is hate. We know what it feels like to be loved. We know what it feels like to love. It feels great. And so that's where I leave from. In corporate, yes, I use the language. I love you. I see you. I honor you. I respect you. I've got your back today. You know, and I truly believe when you can show up like that, like I don't worry about the experience I have at work. I focus and I'm very intentional about the experience I want to have at work. Yes. And that's what I bring into every meeting is that love. I deploy love at work in corporate, in technology. <laughs> there you have it, people. Like love and technology in corporate. Like <laughs> I swear to you, like, you have to have you have to have like this high frequent vibe going on to be able to execute this and live like this. And you, you, my dear, are you, I love, it's just so lame, but I love what you do. <laughs> See, love. See, I love your love. Like, I, I just, I just, but okay. So, cause some of our, you know, I believe you, I know you, you're, you're legit. A hundred and ten thousand percent. But I know there are probably some people out there saying, okay, Inkichi, like that's all great in theory. If I were to walk into work tomorrow or today and show love and say the things that you just said, people would look at me and say, like, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? I I, I respectfully disagree. Okay. So help these people understand or give them a tip that they can try on immediately today or tomorrow in their work setting to embody what you, what you do. Yeah. So when I walk with love, I walk with love. Like it is my religion. Like it is my conviction. It is um, my position and, and, it's, and, and, it's, and it's me constantly on a daily basis doing the work to make sure that I'm loving myself enough. And I think when you get to that space, only authenticity comes back. And that's the key. Mm. If you believe it, if you believe it, then there's nothing that you can't move from wherever it is to a place of love. And people will then believe it back. Because that's what you talked about. It's spirit. It's yeah. energy right? So first of all, to adopt it, you need to believe it. And I would say then, sometimes after hearing this podcast, you might be like what Mel said, a non-believer, but I trust you. If you wake up every morning and you say, I am going to lead with love. I am going to lead with love. I am going to lead with love. And that becomes one of your affirmations and you are relentless about it relentless. I mean, you say it until the point where you actually hear it in your mind all day. You're walking into a meeting. I am going to lead in this meeting from a place of love. I'm going to have this discussion from a place of love. And eventually over time, that just becomes your position. Yes. Right. You have to affirm yourself into that spirit. And you know, it's not a corporate mindset. It's your life mindset because everywhere you go, you show up that way. You're absolutely right. It's not prepping yourself up for a meeting or for walking into work. It's prepping yourself to walk through life like that. Right, right. Absolutely love that. And I think, I think the other important thing, and I'm going to, I'm looking at my note because I want to make sure I quote her right. Um, You probably have heard of her, uh, Carolyn Leaf. Okay. 
Yes. Do you know? Yeah. So she had um, a great podcast the other day. And so I'm sharing this as well, because I, I believe that one of the more important things too, because people are probably, well, there's other people in the world, right? So there are other people in the world and the better and the more um, convicted you get with your, your, your position of love, the more it's going to feel like people are trying to deter you from it or, you know, kind of, you know, or something's going to show up and you might, you might stagger back. But I'm asking you to hold your ground, plant both feet on the ground, stay present. And I'm looking for, she, she provided five amazing responses. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this on a podcast because I didn't know we would get there, but I'm, I think I found them. Uh, there aren't I many rules I... on the podcast. This is, this is all about in the moment and, and what's, what you want to talk about. Yeah, I have to find these. If you have another question, I will answer it as yeah, I'm looking. I'm almost, I think I, they're here. I love this because when Nick and I talk on the phone, when we speak on the phone or when we exchange, you always have a quote or you reach back to something that you've heard on a podcast that was so inspirational. And it always blows my mind. I'm like, you have such a, a spongy brain that retains all of this stuff. I am like the I'm the worst. I'm the worst with lyrics. I'm the worst with song titles. Like I try and repeat stuff. I can't. It's I mess it all up. You're the best. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought I had it really readily available. That's okay. What what's the essence yeah. of, of what those five things so are like? one of so all of it is around how to respond to people. So yeah. for example, somebody comes back with maybe an attacking comment. Sure. One of your responses are, could you repeat that, please? But oh. very slowly. Ooh. Because who's going to respond back <laughs> with an attacking comment? Yes. Very slowly. <laughs> right? So it enables you to bring them into the presence of themselves. Right. And make that decision as to whether they want to repeat that slowly. Hmm. Right. And, and I think in doing that, what I got from that is you don't own what they just said to you. Right. You're letting them know where it can live. And most of the time they don't want it to live with them. Yes. <laughs> so they will not repeat it or they they'll, say, they'll say something again a little bit differently. Sure. Um, the other, there was, oh, I'm not going to remember all five off the top of me because I literally just heard it, wrote it down, but haven't taken it all in. Another one that I remember is, um, you know, since you're, since you're open to share your critical behavior, can we get into a dialogue as to what is driving this critical behavior? Ah, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you just, oh my God. Me. I have to find the five, man. I have to find them. They were so good, girl. Well, if you, you know what you can do is that when you find it, send me the link and okay. then I can actually include you it. You can share with, the, with your, yeah. okay, okay, share I will for link. sure. Yeah, because I don't want to match. I, I really want to share it the, in, the, in the spirit that she shared it, like in the words that she said, it's very powerful, great yeah. tool. And I, I wrote them down because I recognize that it's, it's a way for me to help people use the next mentality yes. um, in the mindset, the forward level of the forward way of thinking um, and how to respond, right? Because sometimes people just need to know that, well, what do I say when somebody criticizes me or, or says something to me and it makes me feel, hmm, like Julie has that great shirt. No one's responsible for your feelings but yourself. That's right. Right? And right. there's a great African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside cannot harm you. And so I tell everybody, whatever your shame is, whatever, you know, 
inner hurt you have, expose it to the light because in light, it can't breathe, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, You know, that's so true. I teach my children this too, in terms of, you know, um, my, my son or my daughter will say, well, you're making me angry. I said, no, I'm not making you angry. No one can make you feel angry but yourself. Right. 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 So, and they just kind of stopped and, you know, they were a bit more frustrated, but they walked away. (laughs) And I think they let that sink in. So the other day we're getting ready for school. And I said, gosh, you're making me frustrated. And Camilla, eight years old, hand on her hip, looks at me and says, mom, I'm not responsible for your feelings. Wow. So, I mean, it's such a great lesson that, you know, we, we are the ones in control and we're so quick to deflect, right? We're so quick to to place blame on, on other people. So, so for you, what's next? Oh my gosh. Uh, What is it? So there's so, so for example, um, let me just break down from a, from a career thing. I, um, I've had, I had a, I had a moment in my career, like I, I, I got to where I was getting to and I got, I got here in a, in a, in a, in a time when I had um, sort of changed my lens as to how I look at career success. And so it had no more to do with title. And then as I focused on serving, right, um, in the organization that I worked in for f- like just at the position that I was in, greatness came in return, right? And so I'm now now in this elevated position and I never really intentionally thought about what is next from a career perspective because beyond everything that I'm doing, I still want to drive my career. I still want to demonstrate what is possible um, and how you can just kind of grow and continue to build from a very authentic space and not have to conform to anything. You know, I want to be able to demonstrate that for others. You know, if there's anything I can leave people with in corporate America is you can be yourself. And you don't have to conform. Um, and so um, just yesterday, I was in Montreal and the inspiration of, of, of sharing conversation with other eagles, I call them eagles, people with like elevated mindset. I got to the realization that um, I'm in a great space. So I'm in technology. And what I really need to do is I need to write, like be very um, um, recognize that I can, whatever it is that I'm passionate about life, I can bring, I can definitely um, mold my career to follow that path. Right. And so, um, I, I realized that I'm, I'm really about social change, right. I, I care about humans. Okay. And, 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 and inclusion, like, like, it doesn't matter what type of human I care about all humans. And I really do believe that technology is both good and has a bad effect on it as well. So what I want to start to do is really, um, focus on my creative spirit as to what I can do um, within technology space to develop, you know, um, healthier technology that us humans can use um, to better our lives and and improve who we are. So I recognize that in the role that I'm in or in the, in the organization I'm in now, probably what I then need to do is I need to be in a space where I can, create with developers, you know, create with the innovators. And, and so, um, yeah, so that, that clarity came to me. So from a career perspective, I feel like that's the space I want to get into. I have not been in a true developer role, um, owning a product and driving it, um, forward with the business and, you know, with other stakeholders in the organization. So very excited about that. 
Amazing. Um, and then um, just in general, just the, you know, what I love to do, which is empower people to help them feel amazing in the skin that they're in. Um, and part of my skin is uh, the November event is going to be amazing. Um, we're just pouring so much knowledge and, and, and wealth. And I don't mean W-E-A-L-T, but W-E-L-L. TH wealth into people, um, both financially and emotionally. Um, so I'm excited about this weekend and what it's going to unfold. Um, more recently, uh, we also, Julie and I got recently approved for charity. So we had the pleasure of serving last year in Kenya, as you mentioned, and, and um, now we had a desire to, you know, takes in globally and really go to the four corners of the, of the earth, like Anthony Bourdain, who was my hero. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, but the four corners of the world where nobody really hears about it. And again, expose it to light and, and show the beauty of the humans that live in these places and help to empower them um, to, to be able to, you know, do all that they possibly can within the, you know, their, their means. We've seen it. We've seen how happy people could be with so little. Yes. And um, sometimes all they need is, is somebody to help them figure out how do they sustain, you know, in, in various pillars of their life, right? So we want to bring that into um, different parts of the world. Wow. Thank you. are a superhuman, a superhero. <laughs> I love you. You're, you're amazing. I, I, you know, I, I trust that the listeners have really extracted some inspiration out of this and to to lead with love um to be authentic uh to stand in their power a little bit more um you're really setting a, a beautiful example of what we could all be doing a little bit more of so thank you so much thank you i appreciate this amazing offer to be on your podcast like this is so awesome <laughs> thank you so much for being here and where can people reach you if they want to connect Sure. So corporate wise, LinkedIn, holla at your girl in Kitchen yeah. Waffle Robinson on LinkedIn. Um, and then in terms of, you know, my human, like the work that I'm doing for humans, empowered in my skin at empowered in my skin on Facebook and on Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. You now, if you want to connect with this beautiful soul, do so and you will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for joining me. And, no problem. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, I love you. <laughs> love you too. Take okay. care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Capacity Creator is produced by me, Melanie Sadka, and recorded by the amazing team at Hive Studios in Hamilton, Ontario. For more information on Capacity Creator, please visit capacitycreator.com or check out the Facebook page.